This is Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And this is The Walking Dead. This was episode uh, 10 of season 8. The Lost and the Plunderers. Um, I'll give it kudos for being a long-ass title. I'll, I'll, I'll go that route. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it was like they're throwing darts, and it was just it was like, like random words. Shit hits the wall, see what sticks and stays. <laughs> and there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The lost in the plunderers. I'm a fan of the word plunderer. Yes. Yeah. It's a cool word. I'll give you that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shake it up a little bit and say this episode was not bad. I actually enjoyed the majority of it. Don't get me wrong. It has its usual walking dead problems. However, it was very minimal this time. And we got to see some new things that were creative, pretty somewhat well done. Um, and so I'm actually kind of excited to have some positive things to talk about I, this episode. I mean, I remember texting y'all, this was a great episode. Like, I mean, there's an actual story. There wasn't anything too horrendous that I'm remembering. And the acting was good. I mean, the majority of the acting was actually on par this time. And like little subtle things, like just their names in the big, bold, white font. I was like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. And like, I don't know why we're sectioning off each person like this, but it makes it easy for us to break down on a podcast. Yeah. Nah, point of view stuff. Yeah. I agree. I thought the episode was good. It's what well, we've been getting 2080s, you know, 20% decent, 80% dog shit. <laughs> I'll flip 2080, it. I like 2080s. that. I like that. I'll flip it. I think this was 80% good yeah. with some 20% dog shit. So that's a huge improvement from what we've been getting, you know, it's unfortunate that this episode, which is based on some of the shows we watch, is mediocre at best. Yeah. You know, in comparison. But for The Walking Dead, I thought this episode was quite a step up. Yes. You know, from what yeah, we've been That's a good getting. way to put it. Absolutely. I mean, realistically, you know, for, bottom line is it, it beat my expectations. Two, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but when your expectations are low, you know how it goes. I was expecting but. smelly dog shit. And <laughs> it's got dog shit, <laughs> old and crusty. Yeah, it was like the uh, cold shit like thing. It was like when it's hot and steamy, you know it's poop. But once it's cold, someone might think it's a chocolate bar or something. Oh, That's yeah. what this was. You know, it was like nice and cold. You could get mistaken. <laughs> when they're normally like a fart in the shower, which uh, is horrific. Yeah. It's just a plain fart. Well, <laughs> nothing way to get into the episode now because we're derailed again. All right. So the episode, let's go character by character, just as the show did. The first one they go to is Michonne. You know, and we get to the basically the crate. The, this is the graveside service of Rick and Michonne at Carl, and we have the 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 wooden cross, mm-hmm. um, which is basically two tree limbs that have been shaped into a cross and tied together, stuck in the ground. Rick comes by and puts the gun on the cross. Now this this is one of those moments where details kill. He takes that gun and he slides it all the way over to the middle so it's like touching the main support of the cross okay yes. so michonne's in the background mm-hmm. and she decides to walk away and she's over there slicing slicing heads off of walkers cool to me that's actually a good detail that they're not just getting getting to have this moment with walkers meandering around like they're just oblivious they're, yeah. they're sitting here no they just got to dig so, a six-foot right. grave with walkers. so i mean i appreciated this detail 
Then it shows a scene of Rick kneel down to get really close to the, the cross, right? Mm-hmm. By this time, the gun has moved completely out to the edge of the cross. Like it's barely hanging barely on. Hanging like a, on. a small wind is knocking this thing off the cross. I, I was just kind of like, um, you you took three seconds to show Rick literally slide this this awesome silenced, you know, a hand semi-automatic handgun dibs. Yeah, dibs. dibs exactly all the way over to put on the cross. Okay, um, and then for it to magically reappear next to him at yeah. the end of the shot. I, I I have a guess that why they did this is that you couldn't the way they wanted to shoot Rick next to the cross it would be hard to get the gun in frame without the stick being across in his way I, I don't know maybe but it was just a slight detail I noticed and I, I know this is kind of homage to like early comic book with the cross and chain and all that kind of stuff they even talked about it in Talking Dead um, but that that but that I mean, if you're worried about it then just don't slide it all the way down like it was right. an easy thing to just not do right um as, as much as this was supposed to be the michonne focus i thought this was heavy rick oh it was very heavy rick well, you know it, until like once we left the grave yeah, when we left the gravesite, then michonne went over to the door to try to close it and it doesn't close and she watches a walker's cheek get caught by the metal bar gruesome. and just take his face off dude they blew their entire load on <laughs> practical effects this episode oh not only that this was one of the first episodes where this was like true Dive into CG, ton of CG on oh, this. How glorious were the head strikes she was making? You know, when the first one gets stuck and mm-hmm. she just starts stabbing them through, I'm like, do these look really good? Yes, looks and, fantastic. And normally that looks like the red fake blood and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, you yeah. know, the CG blood has mm-hmm. never looked that good, but this was pretty solid. No, the, all these walkers that were stuck at the door was impressive. It yeah. really, really was. You know, I, I had no issue with this. I love how they were all kind of jammed right there. One, you know, them, the couple being dead in the front blocked the rest. So it was just like, you know, a bottleneck. A problem. I mean, I loved it. The facial, the face tearing off on yeah. the first one was just epic to me. I mean, just back to back. We had the guts last episode, and then now we have the face peeling this episode. Like, if we get a third one next week... Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't even know what it is. You're happy you see something new and original. That's the thing that this show struggles with yeah. is that you constantly feel like they're recycling the same things over and over again. Um, you see Michonne go back to the house and they see the handprints on the ground, on the deck and she cries and it's, it's tough. That's a pretty cool little effect. Go inside, we get a backpack and she's like, we got to go, we got to go. They go out to a van and the they stop and pause to see that this pergola is on fire. All right. Am I the only one that has no idea what they're talking about? Carl sitting on top of this thing? Uh, no idea. I remember some things, but not like this was a significant thing. And she goes over there with a <laughs> fire extinguisher. And this, you know what this did? This scene, I'm watching this and I'm like, this proves that last episode was bullshit. Okay, you know why? Because what did they do? They went over there and they are unloading these fires. Yeah. I mean, like blowing it like you're posted to try to put something out, right? Remember last episode was, you know, these guys. You're talking about the yeah. flaming barrels <laughs> yes. that they shouldn't even be fucking with? Yes, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, I thought that there was a lot of humor here. Like, okay, you see the difference here. This shows you, shows you the difference. You know, and they're they're just blowing this thing as hard as they can, and the walkers are surrounding them everywhere. Again, I thought it was cool that they actually had that. They hit them with a few of them, 
Um, I didn't just I just didn't get the symbolism of why I was important for the pergola. I just didn't. Uh, no, no. Uh, I'm sure there's an episode way back when that I was probably pissed off about something else. <laughs> Too angry, was, upset to even yeah, think to about to the pergola. Just the like oh, uh, nothing. Um, I got nothing out of this. So anyway, the they go back to the van after they've exhausted two fire extinguishers that are readily available after the apocalypse. Yeah. By the way. I mean, I mean everybody's those got out available. There must've been a surplus in Virginia <laughs> in Maryland, wherever we are that has this situation. Um, every home should have one. Well, you know, so they get in the van and of course they're leaving. And of course you had the slow drive by and get to watch the thing still on fire and everything has been great. I mean, everything, but then you have to understand there's walkers everywhere. Correct. Yes. That van doesn't have to drive into one of them the entire way out the complex. There's not a single walker in the road. And then there's this scene I required it three times. There's 15 walkers, and they're all staying on the grass and on the curb. And none of them make their way onto the street as they're leaving. I was confused on where, where they were even leaving out of. I don't know where the entrances and the exits are anymore in this now. I, I think everything's an entrance and exit in Alexandria right now. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like really. no gate, no well, anything. Just, just even when you first watched Negan destroy everything, it made you feel like everything got destroyed. Mm-hmm. They went into a nice, pristine home, and this is the one that Carl was able to put his handprints on, and this had her soul on. And I mean, it's just like after know, the like, fact, after they had already just, been, you know, that that's like I'm, I'm confused. I don't know. It's just it's, it was small inconsistencies, but it wasn't enough to say dog shit. You know. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny that you have thirty walkers out there, and none of them will even step on the street towards the car that's driving. It's very slow as it leaves the complex. The street's lava. You know. Come on. And of even course, zombies you leave, know that. You see the sign that has the word plunderers on it. Of course, you get to where the name is, and so on. You know what I mean? Um, they're in the van and. They're upset, and Rick goes, what do you think Carl meant? Um, I don't really remember what the context of the conversation was at the time. Do y'all? Yeah, this is when Carl's telling Rick and Michonne when he's dying, you know, it has to stop, you know. Let's try to find peace instead of going after war and war. Okay, I remember parts of it, but I just didn't know if he was talking about a specific thing or just the overall. I, I think just the overall tenure. The thing oh, okay. of, the oh. talk, the talk about like if someone needs help, you must help them. All that stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, it goes back to like the humanity thing. Like one life is worth everybody's life because if you're willing to kill one person, then yeah, what's the point of saving it? Right. And then I have to give props to my brother right here. Is the next scene says he even wrote a letter to Negan. And I Calling was, it, son. <laughs> yeah. Again, we did kind of predict that we were probably going to drag this out and you know, make it a thing towards the end of the season. Da, 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 da. They went ahead and went right to it. Even though you couldn't see everything that was written on the letter. Do you know what the crazy thing is? I couldn't find anybody online that like froze the picture. They did. To I see found if they it. could read it. I couldn't find it. I yeah. found it. And there's a guy on Reddit that did it. And a lot of it's just basically him begging Negan to stop. Like, begging for peace, not like, you know, begging him to... He he brings up a lot of stuff. He's like, well, maybe Rick, or maybe my dad goes, you know, full-blown... Maybe he's already killed you, because understand, Carl doesn't know... That these are going to even get delivered. Well, Carl doesn't know that... When he wrote the letters, he doesn't realize whether or not Rick made it back 
and has already killed Negan at the sanctuary. True. Remember, because they had him trapped. Yeah. And they were waiting him out and planning to kill him. And Rick was bringing the garbage people up there to take him out. So Carl had no idea whether or not Negan was dead or alive. He wrote the letter anyway. Just in case. So that's in the letter. He's like, I don't know if my dad's killed you, whatever the case may be, or maybe, you know, all this changed. You lived. I think you lived. Mm-hmm. He says, I, I feel like, you know, kind of like a cockroach type thing. Like, I feel like you survived no matter what. And and then what? What if you kill us or kill all of us? And then what? And stuff like that's what it's like. That's what the letter's all about. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that's good. That makes sense. There's a lot of gaps, though, because there's folds in the paper and there's Rick's hands. Yeah. So you, there are missing parts of even sentences you can't see. Because they didn't give it like a true screenshot or anything no. for him to figure no, out. No, it was so quick. Um, so Rick says we got to go see um, Jadis. To tr- you know, we need the garbage pail kids. Um, you know, they're people. You know, da, 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 da. And they decide... To when they go to the place, um, didn't even know notice that that was Jadis on the top of the garbage hill. You know that. Well, you know this is where they did the whole Tarantino thing of give you one part and mm-hmm. then go backtrack and then come back and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And he come in there and they open the door and all this trash falls down. Right? Yeah, it's like a, a set booby trap or something. Right. Now, I want y'all to understand something. Visualize this scene, the amount of stuff that falls and blocks this door. It was okay, a Okay, y'all remember this, right? Yes. Like, it, you couldn't see the door anymore. This was important detail to me. No, it was a huge detail because, like, it fell for, like, four or five seconds. Correct. And, like, I mean... They sat there and they looked at it and they said, oh, shit, because they turned around and there's nothing but walkers everywhere all of a sudden and you can't even see the container doors anymore. No. And then it cuts to commercial. When it comes back, it comes back with Negan is the title. Okay. And we had this conversation where Negan, what I thought was the best line of the entire episode is, is that, you know, one eyed pride of joy, you know, I mean, talking about Carl. Um, and then they're questioning, you know, have you heard from Gavin? And, we're, you know, I'm mm-hmm. giggling the whole time, you know, saying he's, he's got a stick in his throat. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you uh, and then he starts having this conversation with Simon and see this is the part of the episode where I thought acting was just phenomenal phenomenal you know bottom line is Simon and Negan going at each other a little bit here it was fun to watch but it was, it was sad it was Be- intense and the funny thing is they were both being they were both right and both being truthful which I enjoyed it wasn't just mm-hmm. one cowering to everything the whole time no Simon wasn't going to back down um, <clears throat> it's another reason I just love Simon more and more. That's what I'm saying. And we've always talked about this since the first time we saw him on screen. He chews up the screen whenever he's on it. Yeah. And his mustache has gotten even more dramatic. <laughs> I, I, I think it's actually talking now at this point. It's, yeah. What, it's way further down. Oh, yeah. It's its own it, personality. His, his, like, beyond his lips at this point. And I'm like, and his facial expressions he can pull off and stuff is just hilarious to me. Uh, the Negan says something like the deal of, you know, go back there. If they're not getting it, make sure they understand that they, they might have to suck a barrel yeah. to get it. That I'm just like, what a line, you know? And, but then like Simon's right back at him, you know, sometimes they don't go and get it and you got to scrape off the plate and start over, you know? And I thought these were great analogies. I thought, that, like I said, it all worked really, really well. Um, and then the, how about the cut line at the end of it? You know, this is what makes it work. And he goes, well, it ain't working here lately. 
Yeah. You know, and I was like, Simon was bald. It's yeah. Like, I was like, mic drop, you know. Simon, <laughs> Simon was just kneecapping Negan the <laughs> yeah, entire exactly. argument. Exactly. I, and I thought that was really, really good. Then, of course, we get the Dean delivery, the box that comes in. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about the nail gun? Charged and ready to go for you to handle it, Negan. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I don't know why it took so many nails. Yeah. <laughs> Frustration. Like, because, well, no, you hear the thing still moving around in there every time he shoots it. True. I'm like, well, I mean, we've seen. Maybe it was finished nails. Those are very small diameter. <laughs> <laughs> no, you saw that nail gun. Yeah. That thing was serious <laughs> business. <laughs> we're, we're, we're pumping in you know, heavy gauge steel. It's unacceptable. I've seen throw an apple at these things yeah. and they die. <laughs> you don't have to hit it. You just got to really, get close to it. Really, just used the butt end of this gun and just cracked his head like a melon in there. I mean, he could have used his elbow. <laughs> I mean, his fist, his pinky finger. These things are goo immediately. Could have, like, kung pow'd it, like, missed the punch. He's and all in of this sudden. box just decomposing in a hot, you know. This is the perfect recipe for a, a you know, gelatin body in there. One false move and you just... It's like, ugh, ugh. It's pretty humid in here. <laughs> or just let them raise up and just smash them with the the roof of this thing. It's like, I don't... You know, whatever. Whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Rule of cool, I give it a, you know, thumbs up. But three... three? Nails? Oh, no. It's more than three. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like <laughs> I thought four, four or five. five. Yeah. I mean, he's... You know, he's just, he's really pumping him. But I mean, like, he was like a gym teacher or something. So, you know, may, maybe he just wasn't used to the kickback. Yeah, um, nothing. Now, this is know. the one. I don't blame Simon and his character. I thought the line was corny. He goes, That's Dean. Yeah. Those are my people from. T-. I was like, Whoa. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Was, were y'all really going to buy that Simon cared about any yeah, of these people? Like, it did. It didn't. It did not come off. Like, the. I think he did the best with what he was given. That's just not a line his that character line should be saying. That line is just not something he would say. No. It did not match his personality. It's something, you know. No, it's like right after that line matched his personality. Yeah. You know, where he's like, I'm going to kill, kill him. I'm going to kill him all. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but like him to say, oh, that's Dean. There's, that's there's, about 38 of my other people from the satellite. And I'm like, um, no, 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 it's like, no. So, there's no way you knew Dean's name. Somebody need to rewrite. Yeah. But failure. Um, absolutely not. Um, so then he, of course, Negan again, you're going to do your job and like it. You know what I mean? Basically kneel and coddle my balls because I'm in charge, you know, and that's the end of this scene. And then it cuts over to Enid, which is, I thought was a real random chop into the scene, but, uh, we make our way over to Enid and we're over at, this is what Oceanside, right? That's what we call this. Uh, to the land of Amazon women and their wooden sticks with fish hooks on them. Um, I'm telling you, man. This was a waste. waste this, yeah. this, this is the majority of the 20%. It was a complete waste of time for the episode to me. Yeah. They get handcuffed over to a radiator in this house. Same place yeah, Tara was put. Right. Yep. You know, like, well, she got herself killed. I'd have done it my, again. You don't want this on your conscience. You know, you kill us. People are come back for us to kill y'all because you kill. I, mean, I was like. Wah, wah, wah. I mean, like, this entire scenario I mean, I thought with it was, Aaron and Enid was a complete waste. Yeah. Of it. I thought it was at least going to end with us getting someone from Oceanside, literally anybody. Well, no, unfortunately, it's more to come with Aaron staying. Yeah. It's like, what, now we're going to have episodes full of Aaron trying to convince these girls? 
And yeah. like you leave the guy since you know they have such a strong track history of wanting men. Well, they can't like, be Enid. She's like, you know, grandma got herself killed. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah really. <laughs> and say she, something else, and you get the wooden spear. And she doesn't you know, know that Carl's dead yet, right? No. And no. So, so again, tell me what these scenes, what purpose this has. I guess it might be filler for the future, or so on. But it just makes no practical sense. It really just doesn't. I mean, what whatsoever. Then this is something else that bothered me about this. We're just blowing through this little area because I just don't even want to talk about yeah, these wooden sticks this. and everything they're talking about. Then all of a sudden, it cuts away to Simon back at the garbage pail kid people. Now, there was no change of the name. Nope. There was no Simon point of view or nothing. It literally just went to a different part of the story. I thought that was kind of strange. that we No, didn't... Simon got his own title. I don't remember the Simon. I do. I remember it. Simon was after... Was it coming out of commercial break? Simon was the second one. No, it, we, I got it in order here. It's Michonne, Negan, then Enid. And then the very next scene is Simon going... After after Enid and Aaron separate in the woods, the next scene is Simon visiting the Garbage Pail Kids. So I maybe it, I just missed the Simon part of the... You, you must know. have... I remember seeing it. Okay. okay. Well, Simon has that makes own. me feel better. Simon's at the, as the Garbage Pail Kids with his 15 people with the rifles. And he comes in. Now, given... He's been given instructions to... Kill one and only one, you know. I'm like, I'm telling myself the whole time, yeah, that shit ain't happening. No, he's gonna do something. And he gets there and he's like, you know, I just need an apology and I need to feel the remorse and da da da. Great a lot, lines. A lot I just of love his acting. Dude, this guy crushes it. Oh. Another guy, just like writing for Eugene, they love writing lines for this dude because they know he's gonna deliver. Oh, he's he's all over it. You know, and he's like, this is <laughs> feel free to pull out whatever notes, notes you've yeah. taken. <laughs> you, you've prepared for the situation. <laughs> Jadis is like, we deliver, you miss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, good little turn. I, I was like, like you know, that, this is like a very great answer. It's like, we delivered them to front door. <laughs> I was like, well, technically. Like, Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he paused on it and so he was like, not even a subtle cuss word. Just no. straight no. up hollering, you know. <laughs> Um, so he goes, Negan has graciously decided to go ahead and forego this. And, and his facial expression is doing this. Oh, yeah. This is where, like, so he's, he, I'm <laughs> suckling how good he's doing here. Oh, he is seething on the inside. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> what a lucky break. <laughs> really? It's a hell of a deal. Well, I'm having a hard time swallowing what I'm saying. And he goes, you know, but no guns. And. You know, you got to give up your weapons, da 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 What if we get hurt? What? You give us a little ring? You know, we run right over, clean it all up for you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, with that kind of grade A service, why do we need guns, Simon? And uh, <laughs> so she agrees to it, you know, even though a couple of people complain. And then he goes, ah, about that apology, you know, <laughs> da 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 and I'm just not feeling the remorse. Yeah. And so he just greases <laughs> the old naked fogey, you know, just shoots him smoke in the chest right there. Creepiest guy in the show. Just... Yeah. Well, I mean, his time was overdue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, he's not done. There, just, just, just no, no way. No. You know, and so, of course, I'm just not really feeling mm. the remorse. Bang! Bang! Shoots old, old girl <laughs> and drops her like a drop, you know. Which sprays Jadis in the face somehow. Uh, yeah, like she had like all over her. 
just well, covered. Jadis is facing Simon. This older chick is behind Jadis. Mm-hmm. She gets shot in the chest. Somehow that sprays all over Jadis's face. Not only that, it just, you know, like, that's the thing about, was it squibs? You know, the phony fake gunshots that are so on. To make them look dramatic, you know, you, your blood come, shoots out, which is completely false of reality. Oh, yeah. It's the entry wound, which is uh, nothing. It's the exit the wound. wound. Only exits. Yep. You know, the explosion of blood and just that or so on. It's not like we're watching Total Recall where like every gun, every bullet impact is like watching a small, <laughs> small grenade come off the body, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, but that's not even the worst part. Jace's punch is the worst part. What the <laughs> atrocity <laughs> the of... The lack of the... the it looks like a fist push. It looked like a Philip Rivers throw, just like. <laughs> just, hey, I'll give the, Jadis more credit than that. All right, and the fact it put Simon on the ground, unacceptable. With, with a little bit of a bloody, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, he came up I was bleeding. Like, um, no, 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 no. Sorry, no. I was like, I've seen Daryl try this technique. I, I don't quite remember yeah, how it ended. I don't but think it turned out well. These are artsy people, you know. So I. Uh, before we get to finish this right there, in his conversation, he talks about you know the painting, about this, and then he goes, "I want to know what y'all are doing out here in this you know this dump. What, what is it with the solar panels and the helipad back there?" Yeah. Now, our our one of our new fans and anyone a guy I've been having a conversation with like that is um, Mr. Grillo. Um, he brought it up, and I, th- I want to make sure this is a point. Is that if y'all remember the fiasco we had about a season, or maybe more like that, where we Rick suddenly has a helicopter go by, mm-hmm. and they've never revisited this again. Mm-hmm. So, is this supposed to be the connection to this? Is this supposed to be the the smoking gun of all right? Now that you see that there was helicopters, you know, a season ago or last season, whatever, and now all of a sudden we get this little tidbit, juicy deal of there's a helipad with solar panels that doesn't match the criteria of their community and this dump they live in and all that stuff. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That is such a random comment to say about this group of people. Yeah, I don't know what, what's going on with this. What's under the piles? Or what was this before? A dump. Blah, blah, blah. What's with the solar panels and helipad? Why here? And then you, you feel like later on when she opens up that box, you're like, you think, oh, we're about to find something out? Yeah. No. no. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're playing at with that. but I, I don't know. It's like they're throwing us breadcrumbs, but they're so far apart you can never make a connection. No. And yeah. Solar panels, I just wrote off as how they got their electricity and stuff. Like, I didn't think anything of it, but the helipad. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to get to that whole electricity thing here in a minute. That's one of the other 20%. Um, so, again, Jay just punched him like that. He gets up. Kill them all. Light it up. <laughs> Light them up. Light them up. You know, he, he, they're dropping them like they're hot, you know. Um, and it's just the, you know, just like you can't believe it. Well, then... You see that he trips on the blue paint, gets it all over his boot, um, you know, makes steps, da 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 da. Well, then they they leave and they get back, and he communicates to Negan that it was all hunky dory, <laughs> standard mesh is delivered, you know, and and there it is. And then all of a sudden they get to the the thing of hey, Rick's on the radio, and then it cuts away. So does this come back and bite Simon? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Simon's going to be the catalyst for Rick and Negan to have a normal conversation. Because Rick's going to be the one to tell Negan about the garbage about pail. the garbage pail kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it'll show the dissension in the ranks that you have somebody who's considered your right-hand man. Your other your Gavin is dead. You know, because of stick therapy in the throat. And <laughs> Simon now is not trustworthy. And then your Dwight is playing for the other team. So the bottom line is, is your, your lieutenants are no, are all, have all failures. Yeah. You know, and so that's going to become a highlight in the future. So then it cuts to where it's Jadis is Rick's point of view. And then all of a sudden, Rick and Michonne show up. Uh, and it goes back to where they're surrounded by all the, the garbage walkers, and right? everything. And so we have this scene where they're, you know, they shoot a few, try to go up some garbage. They make their way up a hill, and which kids, please don't be like Michonne. Do not try to climb garbage with a sword out. Yeah, that, that's here's the part. If you went, and I'm watching this like that, Michonne goes up this hill pretty quick. I don't know if y'all noticed it. Rick stumbles. And they the, should have been grabbing him. And oh, the yeah. walkers just stop for a second so he can, can maintain distance. And I was like, um, this is when you go reshoot that. That was a that was a foul. You messed up. And they didn't. They just ran with it. Yeah, the they were just like, hey, we don't have enough time. Keep going. Yeah, Keep going. Uh, yeah. The film's low. <laughs> Keep rocking, guys. Keep it rolling. We'll edit it out, you know. Y'all remember the face zombie at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, that that was our budget. Um so they get up the hill and then we see Jadis over there, you know moping and crying da, 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 and so on and then she speaks normal she yeah, has now human she's back tongue to normal talk um, and then her outfits change to this white dress why no idea I thought she looked pretty badass in the black um, yeah, the trench coat and everything trench coat, apron boots yeah. and all that stuff well she was wearing like a oh yeah it was like a rubber apron yeah. you know what I mean yeah, when, but, when Simon comes all black stuff and then all of a sudden she's just in this white thing it I made just, no sense to me I didn't even recognize her I was just like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, is this symbolism? Is this something we should know? Is it like that? I could come up with no logical reason why she would have changed clothes to go up there and cry or be what she was. It just it just made no sense. Or even have had time to change clothes and cry with as fast as people are turning yeah, now. you know, and then she has this dialogue about how this, we were creating our own world, we were our own community, and da-da-da-da, and everything else. And Rick's like, F you, this is your fault, you know, and takes a, you know, an old car door and turns it into a Viking shield with spikes on it. Yeah, no idea how we got those. Like, was that just like the uh, stripping? Yeah, um, older cars have that, you know. What Metal. You it? It's just chrome. Yeah. Yeah, it's trim. Molding. Trim and stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. Cars that have that and that, that what looks to be that age of that car door, that's a heavy ass car door. Yeah. Okay, it ain't nothing like you wield like a light shovel or shovel, shield, um, and so on. And I was like, I can't wait to see how he wields this bad boy, and so on. And, of course, uh, Michonne gets a small piece of metal, and then Jay just gets a, an a old guard chair. chair. Yeah, <laughs> an old metal guard chair. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and they go down there, and as I expected, I was actually happy that he struggled to move this door around. But here's the thing. One of the walkers, you know, she was like coming at him and he just hits her and he, like she literally bounces off of it. It's not like he even stabbed her. 
It was like no. thud and falls over and thud falls over. Mm-hmm. And then he drops it. It was good for like three walkers before he dropped it. And like he tried to get one person with the spike on the thing. It was just like a slow well, little The door fall was in. so large. You couldn't be able to see what you were hitting in front of you when no. you were holding it. It was just so random. You know, he really needed to turn the door the other way where it was a two-handed weapon. And yeah, but I, then you're working with somebody coming through the window and everything. Yeah, and it, just, it just wasn't what I would say was a great idea. You throw it down there <laughs> to crush a few to give you a running start. Not like you're wielding it like you're, you know, the mountain off Game of Thrones. And, you know, you can take folks out with swift moves of your shoulder. It's like shield bash. Yeah. Shield bash. Exactly, you know. I feel like I was doing Rainbow Six, you know, where you can't kill anything because you have to put the shield down. Um, so mm-hmm. Janus is trying to follow along, you know, Rick and them. All right. This is that detail I was telling you about. They get back to the area of the container and look what magically you can see now. Yeah. The, the door. doors of it. They're able to just dr- literally run up the side of this garbage, get to this door, crack it open and escape. Have enough time to turn back, shoot over Jadis, you know, like be gone. Yeah. And you know, and she turns around and runs. And they they escape. It just, that's the little stuff that just is like really. I mean, still, like, I didn't even understand the turnaround shot at Jadis. Like, I understand, like he tries to explain away as I didn't. I just wanted her to run away or something. I just wanted her gone. Yeah, that's all he says. Right. All right. So it cuts back to Jadis sitting there by this rail and apparatus, and you don't know what this is, and it has this control panel beside it, and. Walker, she starts making noise, let the walkers come up there towards them. And when they get close, she knocks this chain off and she turns on this machine, right? Yep. Okay. Th- this is a shredder or I, chipper or whatever cruncher. You, grinder, cruncher, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, would require a, a massive diesel engine to be able to power it. No, or it, it shows what's on there. 440 volts to run this thing. Right. There is no power grid that is working that would power this. And solar panels and batteries can't ha- don't produce a charge that tall or that, that high a voltage to be able to run this. This is complete and utter BS. <laughs> Good to know. I was sitting there going, so I paused it. I even called a person who knows yeah. electrical like that. I said, this is the apocalypse. She just turned on something. There's extreme high voltage. And so on, what would have to power it? And it goes, a major power grid, a power source like that. So you'd have to commercial line or a, a really large diesel engine or a series of diesel engines to be able to handle the torque that is needed for those things to do what it was doing. Especially continuously like, and right. how like grinding. Right. And he and I said, all we've heard is solar panels, batteries, and this thing. And he's like, complete <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's what I thought. Um Again, the rule of cool trumped the yes. situation to me because this is where they spent money on CG effects to have those characters that were killed in the initial fight by Simon, to see them fall into it, see their CG versions getting mangled and chewed. Oh, their the faces blo- were fantastic. Right, and the blood going up and everywhere and the gruesomeness. thought that was awesome. I thought the the, the chili sauce that came out afterwards <laughs> that was the human muck, everything was like... I was impressed because how revolting it was. You know, I was like, yes, they had gone that level. <laughs> so it's different than nothing but trouble, huh? <laughs> yes. There's just bones that yeah. come out. Yeah. 
And, Have uh, y'all seen the, Snowpiercer? Uh, oh yeah, uh, that, that's what I was just like. The closest oh. thing I remember is watching Fargo when they're like they're shoving each part into the wood chipper and it's like, oh. you know, <laughs> and then you just get the spray scary. everywhere. Oh. Um, so this whole scene, it, everything was great until the part of the slop hitting the ground and like this miraculous muck hits their painting. To me, I don't remember there being a grinder belt anywhere near this painting. The painting that was out there when Simon was shooting folks and everybody got mowed down. So are we telling her that she went out there, grabbed that painting, moved it over near the grinder so that when the... Somebody muck- moved it. Yeah. Somebody, something moved it. Yeah. It Maybe. It reappeared. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I just like... That just... That, that shit gets on my nerves. You know, like, okay, we brought the painting over here to see blood just go across the side of it. You know. But again... The rule of cool, the giant meatloaf pile, the grinder pile, human muck, you know, the whole nine yards. And then Jake brought it up a minute ago. She moves the trash out of the way. She goes to this, like, what seems to be a secret file cabinet. She pulls out this box, and I'm expecting the location of Jimmy Hoffa's body. <laughs> I'm expecting, you know, you know, secrets to Atlantis. Like a rocket launcher or something. Oh, yeah. Or the briefcase that has, you know, a commu- I was really hoping for some kind of like briefcase you open up that has like a satellite communication device or something that says she's communicating with somebody yeah. else. Like, you know, mission failure here, you or know, a couple of evac, you know, chopper keys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, instead it's like government apple substance applesauce in a can, you know, unlimited shelf life. I just, and then it shows her, I'm like drinking oh. it. Yeah. yeah. And Yucks. why was this important? I'm sorry. Like you just saw 40 of your closest people just get mushed up. And the thing you could think of was applesauce. It's applesauce time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we replace pudding with metal cans of applesauce. Really, if you just put like red food coloring in applesauce, that's about what it looked like. Yeah, coming yeah. out of there. Oh, so oh, it's kind of that lumpy. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I like, will never. Like, at, I will never look at applesauce again. Yeah, you put your way. tongue and like it just completely melts and everything. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I can get behind that. It almost just becomes Jello pudding. Yeah, yeah but whatever reason they're keeping Jace around, I don't know. Yeah, uh, again, helipad, solar panels. Her character important to keep around. They went ahead and got rid of all her garbage pail kids, which was so disappointing because remember we spent two seasons developing the garbage pail kids. You know they were the ones watching the boat that had all the stuff yeah. that Rick and them went to where Aaron almost died. You know, and they, they were the mysterious little boots that was following, and then they're the ones that kept creeping up on Alexandria, and then they finally did meet them to become turncoats, and then they were turncoats again. You know, but I mean, at least it was a worthwhile death for all of them. Uh, it's better than it, I can say. Befitting. Oceanside. Let's put it that yeah. way. You know, they got a traitor's death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, grinded to a pole, um, and so on. So it goes to the last person, which is Rick. Um, you know, we're driving away. With we're driving away, and he says, "You know, you know, we, Carl's been talking to us. We, you know, we have a choice in life, and." I didn't. I shot above her head. I didn't want her. Da da da. And he goes, "I just need a second. So he takes the letters out there to the hill with the radio, walkie-talkie, and he reads Negan's letter, like you said. We talked about it. Um, and then he gets on the radio, and goes, "Give me Negan." You know, greatest radios known to man. I've used radios my entire life, and I, I use radios daily at work. And I've never gotten this kind of. 
Crystal clear. I want to know. I want to know where. Yeah. They got these mugs. What shop? What Radio Shack in the '90s was selling these junts that could go miles well, was, down the road? These six <laughs> Motorola's. Yeah. I mean, it was like the Boost Mobile or something. It's Cobras. <laughs> <laughs> What you didn't know is Michelle was actually holding a massive antenna <laughs> over at the van to make it work. <laughs> Rick, hold this in your fillings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we need more limited foil. Um, and so, basically, you know, give me Negan. And, you know, the, the key to the conversation is is that Carl's dead. Yeah. And then you see a Leads really right good bat with it. Yeah, you really good moment of Negan. It hitting him hard. It's what we thought it was. I mean, because like we asked it last week and everything, will Negan, like, will this affect him and everything? And and I love the writing of, was it us? Just tell me this. Was, was it, it the us? grenades? Was it the grenades? Was it us? Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was really, really good. He sits down in the car. You can see him taking the emotional charge out of it and the whole nine yards. The part I didn't really hold like care for was is that, Rick, this is your fault. You know, this is all you. I was going to try to do it simple. You could have lived a good life under us and da, 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 da. You know, you can blame yourself. You know, you're the father that couldn't protect your own kid. and Push him a little too far you for know, no it was uh, It was pretty brutal, you know. How well, yeah, the part where he's like, not only are you a failure as a leader, but a failure as a father. It's like, man, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, you like, know, and he was talking about Carl, like, that kid was the future. You know, I had plans for him. I mean, he was talking to Carl, like, about Carl like it was his kid. Well, he was just, talking to like the Carl successor. Like, yeah. He was talking to Carl like I've been reading his comics, and that kid was the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And uh, know some jackass yeah. named Gimple made some decision, and now we're here, and you're the idiot that you know did what he said, and you know. Um, so basically, he closes it with his, "You have lost," and and Rick just puts the radio down and sits on the hill and has his moment of, you know, contemplation with the whole thing. Of course, the classic line, who's going to be next, Rick? You. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. kill you. This is you all, are. This is all Rick has this moment. His moment of anger is just snappy one-liner returns. <laughs> Rick Tater has uh, reemerged. Right. <laughs> Not to your dad. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and uh you know like i said it closes out with you lost and that that's the that's the wrap of the episode um you know it, it, it's a good you know good middle of the road episode between things carry curious where we're gonna go with this moving forward the previews kind of gave us a little bit about you know eugene becoming a leader of a group and start making bullets and um the, the realization at the hilltop of things. And I think they even said that next episode is going to be heavy Aaron, heavy Gabriel, which to me is, does not sound very exciting. Somebody who's on his deathbed and somebody who's probably going to die. Cause he didn't figure out you should have left. Yeah. Possible heavy Maggie too, though. Yeah. Maggie and that one prisoner that won't shut up. Yeah. The one oh, yeah. that uh, teases Morgan and everything. Yeah, so I'm no, not that no, one. No, no, no. The this one that's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody who's actually sympathetic to everything going one on. One that's nice to Maggie all the time. Yeah. So I, I'm, I have to dare say, I'm very concerned for next episode, based on what it looks like are going to be the primary characters going on. Because to me, the last time we saw Father Gabriel, uh, he was, you know, essentially one dead. foot in the grave and the other one on a banana peel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I just don't see how he's a productive member of the next episode. Yeah. I mean, he's going to look like Carl, you know, different shades of gray. 
This is Fever, bro. Fifty Shades of of Gabriel next episode. (laughs) If he's anywhere near the gray of Carl. (laughs) That is legit Sammy Sosa status then. (laughs) I I just, uh, I'm very, very concerned where that's going to go. So we'll we'll see. We're very much so see. But, you know, again, like Jake said, it's an 80-20. I really enjoyed about 80% of it. 20% of it was eh. Um, and I hope they're able to continue this. I hope we're able to continue to see some of these really new, uh, unique and creative things they put in there, as well as pretty decent writing and pretty decent acting with it. I just hate the occasional, you know, head slapping moment of, okay, who wrote that? And oh, well, wow. Did we really just say that? You know, Simon MVP though. Oh yeah. There's no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Guys, what did y'all think? If you think we're on base with this and this is a, this was a good episode, they're rocking in the right direction, let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. We can we can conversate with a lot of folks via social media, especially on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, we're at Bleed TV Podcast, or you, know, you can look at the site for Zach Bleed TV. Is you know, kind of a personal connection. We also have our Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com. We do emails back and forth just to com- conversate. Uh, and if you got a thought, opinion, anything like that, let us know. And if you got a minute to give us a positive review on iTunes, we'd love it. Uh, it always helps our podcast. But uh, other than that, guys, I think we're just going to call tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. See y'all later.